we're watching the tap out job. We're talking about boxing, NyQuil, and Disney Divas. So, let's go steal a podcast. Hey, Frankie. Hey, Cassidy. You still doing that voice? I'm doing the Mickey Mouse voice. I told you I could do it. Woohoo! You mentioned Disney Divas, so here I am, the mouse. Woohoo! Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> okay. You're like, why did I ever invite you to be in my podcast? As I've said before, you're the only one who responded. I mean, you didn't have to say yes. Yeah, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to do anything. <laughs> no, I love being here. Well, that's good. So, how you been? I've been pretty good, uh, apart from practicing my Mickey Mouse impression while listening to 50 Cent. Uh, I've been, you know... Working on those uh, FF14 mines uh, and watching this episode, and this episode was pretty good, Cassie. Well, what, what did you think? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, lots of good Elliot and some good Sophie stuff. Yeah, I I started not liking what they were doing with Sophie this episode, but I, I turned around on it. Hmm. I thought they were just going to make Sophie the butt of the joke and be like, oh, she just doesn't understand. She hates everything. But the way they turned it around, I really enjoyed. Yeah. So, shall we get into the episode? Yeah. Oh, hang on. Yeah. No, we gotta say, we're now up on AudioEntropy.com. Yes, we, the world's best kept secret, we're on AudioEntropy.com. Yeah, so we're in the process. At the moment, we're uploading the episodes to Shout Engine and mm-hmm. Audio Entropy. And over the course of this season, probably, we'll be transferring all our episodes to just exclusively be released on Audio Entropy. So you'll have a chance to switch over feeds and such. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I'm super excited. I'm super happy. Uh, everyone at Audio Entropy has been super welcoming to us, super nice. So yeah. I'm 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 excited to see what the future holds for the this podcast, for us, for the network. Uh, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, same here. Uh, I just recorded an episode of Teenage with Attitude, and you should hear that in about one and a half weeks from this date of release of this episode. How was that? Uh, how, how did you enjoy the TWA studios? It was good. It was a bit weird, because mm-hmm. I usually just listen to that podcast, so like when Mike and Emily were, were here, I just sort of got into that habit of just, oh, this is... These are voices that I'm familiar with listening to, and I'm not really used to interacting with. No, yeah, that can totally happen. Like, uh, a friend of mine, Ryan, who's been on TWA, uh, replaced with Y on, 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 uh... Is this... Twitter, yes? Is this, um, is this Ryan Tremblehorse? 
No, not oh. Ryan Timberhorse. I have many Ryan friends. This is Ryan replaced with Y, who ah, okay. who uh, on Twitter, uh, who has been on TWA. I remember they were saying something similar that uh, the the first time they were in, they felt the. Uh, like, they feel more comfortable just talking because they're so used to... Li- I mean, just listening because they, they're so used to listening. Mm. I, on the other hand, can't never be shut up. So, I'm surprised they've had me four times already. I'm sure there won't be a fifth. I love y'all if anyone's listening from that show. Isn't it, like, five times you get to be a co-host? or No, so? five times you start dating Mike... Six times you become uh, a co-host. That's, that's a whole thing. Ah, okay. So, shall we get into the episode? Yes. So, we open in Lincoln, Nebraska. Lincoln, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, like, uh, a fight going on inside a ring. It's, a, like, it's like a sanctioned fight. It's not just a bar brawl. And... I'm not really sure how to describe it. Is it boxing? Is it wrestling? So, um, let me take over, Cassidy. The I'll yep, I'll pass it off to you. Everybody, how are we doing tonight? We have a wonderful night. We have two fighters to tonight is the greatest night in the history of our sport. We have here black trousers man against green trousers man. Uh, uh, and a black trousers man is bigger, he's chunkier, he's bald. Uh, green trousers man is more, you know, typically good looking, handsome. Uh, this is, oh, a takedown by, by black trousers man. Uh, this, it's, it's mixed martial arts. And Elliot will explain it in a second, but mixed martial arts used to mean back in the old days of UFC, anything goes. And, uh, the idea they had was, uh, it was gonna be, you know, boxers against fighters, uh, against brawlers, against, uh, wrestlers, against jiu-jitsu people. But what they realized was that if you wanted to be good at it, you needed to know jiu-jitsu and you needed to know striking. And that was basically it. You could have a little bit of other stuff in there. But if you knew how to punch, how to punch and how to take people down, uh, that that's what the sport kind of um, got simplified to, if you want to say. Uh, so that's how the meta, the meta has. Yeah, that's the meta about. of MMA, and some people still think that striking's better. Some people still think that uh, grappling is better. Some people are like, no, you need to be excellent at both. Some people are like, you don't need to grapple if you can knock someone out uh, before they touch you. Other people are like, you don't need to punch if you can make anyone tap out. Uh, one move I ri- did write down in this opening fight is a really nice belly-to-belly suplex from uh, Green Trousers Man. Who we will yeah, learn so... his name tanked later in this episode. Yeah. So, Black Trousers Man, also known as Mark, gets Mm -hmm. Green Trousers Man, also known as Tank, pinned. But, oh, this is uh, Green Trousers Man Mark. He starts going all 
oh, what's happening? He's been drugged, basically. Yes. So Tank gets up and punches him in the face mm-hmm. again. Gives him the one-two punch. Yes. And then knocks him down to the ground. And yeah, oh, really the- goes at his face here. Yeah, he he gives him a couple of uh, punches to the face, gives him that belly-to-belly, kind of like side suplex, and then just starts pounding him in the ground. I know how that sounded. Let go, audience. Okay, so the ringside medic says to get off him. He intervenes in the fight, and he starts examining Mark, who is pretty unresponsive. Mm Mm-hmm. And we go to the main title sequence. It's it's still a good title sequence. Hmm. And when we cut back, we see that Mark's coach and dad is explaining to Nate. Uh, Mark and the dad is going to be, like, the client for this episode. Yes. And so he's explaining to Nate that Jed, the owner of the fight ring, drugged his water. And, well, apparently he did that because the owner, Jed, told him to take a loss because he was the favourite to win. And if he lost, that would increase payouts with the bookmakers. Yes. He refused to, so they drugged his water. The Daredevil origin story, basically, but... Instead of boxing, it was MMA. Yeah. And apparently, Mark gave up his wrestling scholarship to come home and box after his father couldn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ringside medic is helping them pay hospital fees because he's the dad's cousin, but now Mark can't fight anymore. So they basically have no income. Yep. The, this whole episode, uh, I think I did like, was that they leaned in. Uh, they don't talk about the the depression, but it feels like uh, this show came out around the time of the depression of 2007, 2008, 2009. Uh, and it feels like it, because they talk about, hey, the people in this town, it's uh, not everyone can get jobs, or they're stuck in a job that won't lead to anywhere. And uh, fighting is their one way out. And uh, I really liked that detail. That felt... It gave it a nice bit of uh, realism. Yeah. And so Hardison is giving the briefing. And the team is staying in this hotel in Lincoln, Nebraska. Mm -hmm. And Hardison explaining that the mark is Jed Rucker. He runs a homegrown mixed martial arts league, but he isn't above fixing fights. I have. He owns the. Yep. Sorry, uh, I have here opened in my desktop computer a Wikipedia page of the title "Professional Wrestlers from Nebraska" because someone in that scene asked if if. Uh, Wrestling comes out of Nebraska, so uh, some of the names uh, people at home might recognize. Uh, Dave Sullivan, have you ever seen that video of Hulk Hogan touching water and then yelling, Ah, it's not hot! 
And then he talks to, to two people. One of those is Dave Sullivan. Also, fuck Hulk Hogan, bad person. I hate the idea that he might be coming back to the WWE, which is a bad company, but still, I still hate it. Uh, it's a bad company. Uh, Sting, not the, from the police, the one with the face mask, I mean, the face paint. Uh, and of course, the most important wrestler to ever come out of, uh, Nebraska. And I'm, Posting their Wikipedia page to you. Mantar. <laughs> what? Half Minotaur, half man. <laughs> Isn't that just uh-huh. a quarter Minotaur? Let me get you some pictures of Mantar. So, Mantar, I really like to... Basically, Mantar has two looks. Uh, and this is one. It, this is his coming to the ring look. He doesn't wrestle like this, but this is what he looks like coming to the ring. Uh, oh, wait. Did I just post you a whole thing? I meant to post you a picture. Uh, yeah, the whole page. Uh, sorry oh. about that, people. Wow, that's... Okay, open image and you tab. I don't know if you already saw it, but I'm going to try that's to post it again. certainly something. So, that's Mantar coming to the ring. And then you might have already seen what Mantar, without the bis- big bull mask, looks like. It's just a dude with painted eyebrows that go all across his head. Um, I'm gonna give That's... you that image. Please don't. You know, I, I can see it here, and it's not good. Hey, I'm I'm your co-host. I'm your friend. I'm here to show you bad wrestling pictures. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's your fault. UFC uh, MMA is close enough for to wrestling for me to derail this whole podcast. Okay. You may continue your recap. Very well. Okay. Uh, trying to recover from that. Breathe, breathe. <sighs> okay, I'm better. So, Elliot says that wrestlers have a good base for a blended training approach and they can go from jiu-jitsu, kickboxing, judo, etc., and uh, apparently Jed Rucker manages the fighters and takes a cut from every thing they do, basically. And he's not above fixing the bouts. We see some footage of the fights and Sophie is cringing behind a pillow. Yeah, this was the beginning for where I was like, oh, is, is this what they're going to do with Sophie? She's like, no, this barbaric... Uh, thing it's like cockfighting it's not even a real sport yeah i think there definitely is a bit of a difference between what is typically seen as how would you describe that sort of sport the boxing wrestling well, etc they're 
they're combat sports, right? And combat sports, yeah. Combat sports. I, I get the f- yeah. Yeah, they're they're not as big as in they're not as big in England as they are in the United States. Yeah, and like combat sports can range from the Olympic, like uh, Greco-Roman wrestling, boxing, uh, martial arts can also sometimes be classified as combat sports. Stuff like taekwondo, judo, uh, uh, and uh, the one we're talking about here is mixed martial arts, which just takes a little bit of everything. Uh, wrestling, uh, that's professional wrestling is not really a sport. Uh, it's more like uh, live action theater or sports entertainment, as they like to call it in the business. But it's all it all comes from the same the same mold, I would say. And whether this is good or bad, smarter people than me have debated both sides. Uh, you can make uh, arguments about uh, about uh, violence, and you can make arguments about people with injuries. But you can also make arguments that people get injuries in any sport, and there's still discipline and training. So uh, I'm not a huge uh, MMA fan. I've watched several fights in my life. I can enjoy it, but I prefer my fighting to be uh, predetermined, and hopefully there'll be the least amount of injuries possible, you know? Uh, I like watching a fight that looks like it hurts a lot but actually doesn't hurt at all hopefully that's that's what i hope for okay so uh it's worth noting that all this footage they're watching of the fights is like youtube footage significant because rucker doesn't have a tv deal and we cut back to sophie being horrified and Elliot says that these guys are super fit, and he gets Parker and Harrison to give a demonstration, because Elliot has showed her some stuff. And they have this nice back and forth, well, not really back and forth. I was going to say, I have written out Parker beats the shit of Harrison. Yeah. So, uh, move by move, Parker punches Harrison in the face. Takes them down and applies uh, kind of like an armbar, an armbar with a little bit of a triangle, and then it moves into like a triangle choke. Uh, and uh, now for my second uh, link that I have prepared of the night for you. Uh, this one is actually nicer. This is my favorite armbar in wrestling. It's six seconds. It's Asuka doing her flying cross armbar. It's beautiful. Please, if you haven't seen this, Google Asuka Flying Crossbar, Cross Ambar. Uh, you can find the gif of it or just watch the video. It's the seconds. But Asuka has the most beautiful Whoa. armbar in wrestling and maybe in all like sports. It's just perfect. She jumps, grabs the hand, turns it around. It's great stuff. I thought you might enjoy Whoa. that. Yeah, I just watched it, and that is really something. Asuka is one of the best people to make something look like it's hurting a lot, even if it's not. Like, she's really... Everything she does looks like hurts. Like, she does a lot of good kicks, 
and a lot of good suplexes. She, uh, she's great. Probably my All right. one of my favorite wrestlers currently working right now. I'll stop. Let's keep on with the leverage. No, no. I, I want to <laughs> describe this to the people. Yeah, listening. describe it. Because it looks really good. Um. Okay. Asuka, she gets punched by this other girl uh, in, like, the side of her face. Yes, she uh, grabs onto the hand that's punching her, mm-hmm. lifts up her legs, and, like, puts them under the other girl's, like, uh, what's... Underarms. Yes. Underarms. Armpits. Armpits. Yes. And then just uses the momentum of both the punch and her legs coming up to flip the other girl over her. And then basically just holds her legs down over the other woman's shoulders while she's holding her arm up. And it's it looks really... It looks really cool. Yeah. So, like, the real move, which is the move that uh, Elliot uh, teaches uh, Parker, is the armbar. And the armbar is basically where they grab the arm and they try to hyperextend it Imagine your arm and pushing it back more than it should be pushed. That's what an armbar is in uh, real, uh, in like uh, MMA. Here in wrestling, they do the illusion of that, uh, but hopefully without hurting someone. Also, uh, just for context, the girl that asks us applying the armbar uh, here in this moment is Ember Moon. Also really good uh, wrestler and... Uh, 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 werewolfkin, openly werewolfkin, and that's cool that people who are openly kins can feel comfortable, uh, to say like that and, uh, and be in, uh, high profile things like wrestling. Cool. So, um, uh, yeah, so Parker flattens Hardison and he tries to tap out. But Parker isn't letting him up. Apparently, Hardison can't breathe. And yeah, because she moved to the to the um, triangle choke. And I really don't like this scene for Parker's character. I can like, see that. Uh, and for everyone except for Hardison, I think mm-hmm. they're not being served well. Like, he's obviously in pain and having yeah. trouble breathing. Like, Yeah, it's played for laughs. And uh, I wish they would have done... You can still have the scene without it making seem like Hardison is just suffering. You can still have it without the punch at the beginning. Uh, you could still have it like, oh, uh, Parker puts Harrison in an arm bar, but she doesn't like go all the way. She's just like, oh, this is what, what it is. And if I like threw, threw it up, it could hurt you, but I'm not going to. But they decide to just go for the joke of, oh, isn't it funny that Parker, uh, Parker's just beating the shit out of, uh, Harrison? Yeah, it's not good, to say the least. It's not ideal. Uh, yeah. So, 
Nate says, oh, he doesn't have a TV deal, you say. And Parker's still holding down Hardison. Uh, Sophie tells Nate some more of the background intel, like that Rucker is a golfer. So they need to go off to a golf club. You you're still there? Yeah, no, I was listening to you say that uh, I didn't have anything funny to say, so I was just listening. Okay. Don't worry. Once we get to to uh, Harrison explaining how they're gonna do this golf thing, I have something prepared. <laughs> okay. So they're going to a golf club, and with Nate and Parker. So Nate and Parker are going to the golf club. Yeah. And Nate rocks up, acting all like a playboy, and he's this group of three's fourth player. Which includes Jed Rucker, the mark for this episode, and two other randoms who don't factor into it at all. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Nate asks about the stakes, and he's really playing up his jerk character here. Yeah, uh, yeah I, w- he- I would... You probably remember before, but Wells is the name he uses whenever he plays this jerk character, right? Um, it sounded familiar to me, or maybe not, but when he was saying he, he the name he goes here by is Wells, and I was like, is that the name he used in uh, in Two Horse Job, or am I just misremembering? It might be. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it might be. Okay, so I think so, because I remember distinctly Elliot saying that someone just got a Wells special. So, um, yeah, he asks about the stakes and says they should make it more interesting. And he convinces Rucker to go up from 100 to $2,000. Uh, he passes his Parker, his caddy, Parker, his mm. frozen Bloody Mary. And that's a concept, a frozen Bloody Mary. I imagine it's like a frozen margarita, but tomatoey, which I don't know how we oh, feel. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like a slushy, but that's a concept. Yeah, so he convinces... The guy, uh, Rucker, to go for the front and back nine holes for 2,000, 6,000 total, which I guess amounts to $2,000 overall, mm-hmm. and 2000 for each set. That's what it sounded like, yeah. That yeah. he, first he's like $100, and then, uh, uh, Nate's like, oh, let's do 2000 and like the other guys, like, oh yeah, sure, two thousand for each like segment of the park, so it ends up being six thousand. Yeah, and we get a flashback where Hardison explains that Nate's balls are special. Um, <clears throat> nano machine, son. Apparently, <laughs> uh, yeah. Harrison has nanomachine technology inside this ball somehow. 
Yeah, they're Super Bowls. Uh, sure, show. I sure we're full on science fiction at this point. I'm down for it. I mean, maybe this is real technology, but um, um, not a machine. Yes, thousand. There's thousands of tiny machines in those balls. Okay, okay. So what? What would the leverage steam steal from uh, from? The shadow, from the 90s? I was going to say from the Shadow Moses uh, complex uh, from Metal Gear Solid. Um, I've never played any of the Metal Gear games, but I'll take my best guess. Okay. Uh, Parker steals a diamond from inside a laser. Sure, I'm sure they'll have diamonds in there. Sophie is getting in to steal... Uh, the boss's, like, money uh, to steal the codes to the boss's Swiss bank account. Sure. Hardison doesn't even go in there at all. He just hacks in and manages to pilot one of the Metal Gears out of it. Sure, getting all Alakon in this, just like one of my Japanese animes, yes. <laughs> yeah, and Elliot is literally just Solid Snake. He gets in to disarm the base and take down Foxhound. That so- Foxhound is the villains, right? I'm gonna say yes. My answer here will be yes. Cool. What do you think they'd be stealing? Uh, a Metal Gear, probably. Oh, you meant all together. Yeah! Oh, I... Thought separately. Yeah, I meant like the um, team, but but yours yours works too. Yeah. I think that as a team they'd go in and get the codes, like some sort of secret plot device that allows the Metal Gears to operate, and without them, they're useless. Mm. So, um. Back to golfing. Uh, Parker distracts another caddy and picks his po- and picks his pocket and instead of taking something, she puts in some bad balls that Hardison has also made. Hardison explains in another flashback that Rucker's going to play with those special balls, hmm. and they're apparently. The basically the opposite of Nate's balls. So there's we get a bit of a golf montage and we see that Nate has animal puppet golf club. Covers. Yes, monkey butt. The yeah. first one was like uh is it like a baboon? It was like a baboon with I think so, yeah. The bud right there. It's cute. Yeah. It's a molded plastic butt stuffed stuck onto this fluffy animal. Yeah. Um, there are some more in here, if I can just see. There might be an... There's something grey. Uh, I didn't write all of them down, but I do remember there's like a brown doggy or something. 
Hmm. It. Okay. It's very cute. It's mind. very cute. That's the point. It's it's a cute thing. Uh, Parker takes Jed's wallet, and as Nate makes his final shot. Ah, so Parker takes Jed's wallet as Nate is making his final shot. And Jed goes to pay him, but uh oh, wallet's gone. He doesn't have the cash. And Nate insults him for a bit, but says he can just pay him tomorrow. And that he's staying at the Derby Hotel. Uh, Back at the gym, Rucker is getting cash from his safe, and he asks his assistant to call someone he knows at the hotel to find out why Nate is in town. But he hears Nate's voice from outside. He's coaching someone. Quick, uh, quick, another quick wrestling thing that will mean nothing for anyone. Probably, uh, the assistant here kind of looks like a young Tommy Dreamer. Uh, if that means anything for anyone. And I couldn't stop thinking of that. So, he's hardcore. He's hardcore. Continue. Okay. So... Rucker comes downstairs and asks him what he's doing in Lincoln. And it's apparently business. Um, Jed gives him the money. And Nate leaves to talk with Elliot, who is in the gym doing like some training. And Rucker sees it on the security cameras. Uh, we cut to Elliot walking outside and a car pulls mm-hmm. up. It's Rucker and he seeks a bunch of guys on Elliot. And they fight in the street. Oh, one of Nate's other covers is a walrus. Mm. Because Parker, I know because there's a shot of Parker using it as a puppet. And that's very good. This fight scene is good. It This fight scene was one of the... I, there was a couple months in this episode that was like, this is kind of cheesy, but it works. Like, this fight scene, because it's like, oh, three cars full of dudes. And then uh, Elliot just starts taking them out, and the crowd forms and starts watching. And it feels like it should be like, oh, come on, show. But I was into it. And in this crowd, we also see Parker filming on a Blackberry. She slips away, and back at HQ, they've posted the video to YouTube, and now Hardison is spoofing some IPs with a program that will make it viral. Yeah, I wrote down Hardison is explaining YouTube tonight. Hmm. And while they're doing this, Sophie is complaining to room service about the food. Uh, she is dissatisfied from with her chicken fried steak. And why? I mean, I can understand recycling um, cooking oils, but... Chicken and steak. Chicken fried steak is delicious, 
And it's a southern delicatessen. And in Mexico, we call it Milanesa. And it's good. And I will not... The show is disparaging. Uh, uh, food and culture down here. Remember, I'm from Texas. And I have... I don't love chicken fried steak, but I've had chicken fried steak. And I've had the Mexican version, Milanesa, which is a, a thinner cut of meat. Uh, but it's good. It's, it's, it's meat. It's called chicken fried steak because it's like fried chicken, but meat. That's, that's all it is. Okay. It's, it's fine. I thought the show was being, was exaggerating for comedic purpose, which, I mean, that's the show. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I like chicken fried uh, steak. I'm a fatty. Don't add me. Okay, so back at the gym, Elliot is asking Rucker what that ambush was all about. And he says he puts all the newbies through that. The gauntlet, the hazing, what, whatever. Rucker asks what Wells is doing here. Elliot says that Wells is from a league in South Dakota. Mostly amateurs, and Elliot isn't sure whether to talk to Rucker. He says that he was, but Rucker reassures him, and he says he was sent in to find fresh blood before Nate is meeting a woman tomorrow morning. And so they head into the office, and Elliot says that he's to pick up a Miss Debbie Dryling from the airport. Rucker searches her up and finds that she's a producer for TV from some articles Hardison planted. Uh, I like that he uses the web search engine web search. <laughs> I yeah. always like... It's a very... Yeah, I always like when shows do that. Soda branded soda chips, branded chips, web search engine web search. Yeah. I'm a big fan of um, bland name products mm -hmm. as well. Like, like Wick Donald's. That's good. That's good. Chaps. Um. Bepsi. <laughs> Bepsi's a good one. And so, um, Nate tells Hardison to put up a, to trip a news alert, and the video pops up on Rucker's screen. The video of Elliot. And it's gone viral. And Rucker decides he want Elliot, wants Elliot to come work for him. But uh, it's a bit of an awkward situation because apparently Elliot owes Wells money. Dun, dun, dun. Rucker goes over to... Yep. I'm, I'm just making yeah. sound effects here in the background. Agreement. Yes. Writers. Yeah, I do that too. <laughs> so Rucker goes over to the window and he talks about how all these guys have dreams of UFC but apparently Elliot is different he fights like something is trying to get out of him like a beast I think that's a good moment to say that this is probably my favorite Elliot episode since Two Horse Job uh, this is the second best Elliot episode we've had so um Rucker asks how 
asks Elliot how much he owes Wells, and Nate gets Hardison to check to get Rucker's financials so that he can put up a reasonable number. And it's but it's a bit difficult to collate so quickly because it's apparently all over the place. So Nate says to go with twenty grand. Rucker says he can pay that and bump someone off his next fight card to put Elliot up. But in exchange, Rucker wants Elliot to bring this Debbie Dryling to him before Wells. And we cut to Sophie playing Debbie Dryling. Uh, with no accent, or I guess an L.A. accent? It was very odd to me to hear no accent in her. I think it's some sort of vaguely Californian yeah. accent. And she and Elliot are going to meet Rucker at the country club. Out at the Rotary Club. Country club, Rotary Club, whatever. And Elliot educates Sophie about class. Uh, he he puts the red into um, redneck. Yeah. But she's uncertain about this guy and the whole mm. sport. And Elliot says to not lump the fighters in with yeah. Rucker. This is they they're fighting. No, yeah, I, I was just gonna say this is where I was like, oh, Sophie's the straw man this episode. Sophie's just here to be like, this is a barbarous sport, and like it's not even a sport; it's just a massacre. And uh, in the same way, uh, Elliot is a little bit too like, no, like you need to understand that this is all they have, and. They these are disciplined athletes, which is true. But um, I I ended up liking how it uh, resolved, so I kind of like forgive it for being a little bit hamfisty. Yeah. So Elliot explains that these people fight to gain control over their own lives. Like if they get into the UFC or the MMA, they actually have a chance of basically getting out of this town that is drying up. So, Sophie meets up with Rucker, and he's trying to unsell her on Wells. He says that Wells doesn't have what he needs, and that's why he's sent Elliot in to try and steal his fighters. Elliot receives a call, and Rucker says Wells is a middleman, and they don't need him. And they, quote, flirt, like, yeah. for the con. And Rucker asks what event she's here producing. Hardison's on it, he needs to get an event for her to say. And he eventually comes up with a concert for Disney Child Star... Triana. Okay, so the name play is obviously they got Rihanna and put a T in front of it, but Rihanna was never a Disney Channel star. The way they describe her feels more like a, a, a Miley Cyrus type, and then we. Ah, uh, I yeah. was, I was, I was thinking more like a Selena Gomez. Was Selena Gomez? A 
thing in 2000? What year is this? 2007? 2009. 2009. I... They were certainly trying to push her as one. She was already... Uh, I, I, I'm bad with time, so I can't remember if she had already broken out in 2009. Gomez. I don't think so. Uh, let me let me check. So, Gomez. I don't need to go to the official side. Just give it a Wikipedia. What year was Wizards of Waverly Place? Uh, okay. In 2009. She was 17 years old in 2009. And she... Yeah, oh, I don't so. think she was a big deal because she was barely getting like uh, uh, small like things. Oh wait, was she already in? I think she was already in uh, in uh, the Wizards. Yeah, she was already in Wizards of Waverly Place. So maybe they're going for a Selena Gomez, but I don't think she was performing like publicly until later. No, wait, she performed at the mm. Emmys that year. So, no, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe it is Selena Gomez. Mm. Yeah, it probably is just... It's it's generic uh, Disney Channel. It's generic I, Disney Yeah, I know. We like yeah. to make our lives complicated. Yeah. So, Nate comes in and snatches Sophie away, and Rucker offers, offers to meet at the concert she's building on. So, now they've got to steal a concert. And we transition into the next scene, and I'd like to bring uh, the topic of conversation around to Parker's look here. Because it is something else. Yeah? I... Explain to me, describe it to me. uh, She is wearing a black fisher cap. Mm -hmm. uh, Like... George R. R. Martin wears yellow T-shirt that says "I Heart Nebraska." Okay, she's wearing, and not like in the, the "I Heart New York" way. Um, um, just going forward a little bit. And you know what? She's okay. wearing. She's wearing side. that shirt from from the previous scene. She is the. She didn't like change yeah. just for this, for the concert. She was already wearing that I Heart Nebraska shirt. Yeah, it's I on one line, directly above a heart, directly above the word Nebraska. And she's wearing a tiny black backpack, black wet look skinny jeans, and she's eating a Dagwood dog. And that's just something else. I love it. It's. it's I so love good. that this like. I love that this was a note because I was just like, oh yeah, no, she looks good, and like it washed over me. But I love that this was like, no, let me tell you about her outfit. Listen, it's so. Good. I agree. It's. It's. It's transcendent. Okay, so moving past that. <laughs> The team needs to waylay the real director. 
And we get a scene of limo driver Nate broken down, playing up his best, I guess, accent is the way yeah, to describe it. Yeah, he's doing like a, a rural South accent. Uh, I don't know if he has like prosthetic teeth, but it, it kind of looks like that. Or he's making his mouth weird to look kind of like he doesn't have all his teeth. Yeah, and the director in his back seat is very angry at the delay, and he only compounds the problem by trying to introduce a script he wrote about a director who solves... Not director, a limo driver who solves mysteries till his wife leaves him for... Apparently the feed store manager and... Mm. It's very... It draws the reaction from the director that you expect it to. Yeah, the reaction they wanted. The director's really angry, and he finally snaps, and Nate throws something into the river. And the director asks what that was, and he says, Lug nuts. Nate moves over to his pre-planted car... And drives off, leaving the director stranded in the middle of nowhere. Yep. I mean, he was being a dick. uh, But, yep, you just leave him there. You know. He'll be fine. He can always Mm. complain. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm sure he can... His phone will eventually get signal. Eh, Eventually. So, back at the concert... Hardison and Parker have access passes, and Hardison is mistaken for a band person and is mobbed okay, by young Okay, did you fans. get the name of this band? I can't understand it, and I couldn't tell if it was like a real band or a reference to something. He says that he is not the tailback for the Corn Huskers. Oh, well then he's not. They think he's. He's a uh, a football player. Oh, of course. Yeah, I think I do think this comes back actually. His supposed okay. resemblance. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, no. This I didn't get. I was like, he's supposed to be from a boy band or something. Uh, but yeah, no. Cornhuskers. I think that's what they call a college team in Nebraska. And I'm pretty sure, like 80% sure, tailback is a football thing. Uh, Yeah. And actually, looking at Hardison's shirt, it's a sight to hold. I'm not really sure how to describe it. It's just purple with these, like, explosions of color. And what looks like a big. Maybe, I. There's look. It looks like an a lightning bolt made out of yeah. ice splashing into the it, cat's and face. And like, it's not a cat per se. It has like a cat shape, but it's like nothing. It's like just shapes that kind of look like a cat. So, yeah, I, yeah. So we, yeah. So we cut to the concert. And Sophie is explaining to Rucker all about their 
well, their stuff. And so she explains that the reason Wells is after her is they want her to find a package to launch their channel. Oh, um, so, no. A company approached her to do this thing, and she's going to use Wells to get the wrestlers. Apparently, the UFC is booming, but the fans want more. And they're going to... Uh, yeah, um, the production company is running the show and gets pay-per-view profits of Wells's fights. And she says they'd start small with maybe 10 bucks a match at an es- conservative estimate of 500,000 viewers per match. That's $5 million an event. Over five events. Over a year. And all of this equipment to run it was only 500000 And Rucker's impressed, to say the least. It's, yeah, it's a good business proposal. I don't know if that's how it would work, but it sounds appealing. Yeah. So, Rucker says that Wells is scamming her, and he's trying to steal his best fighters. And it doesn't matter, because he just stole Wells' best fighter. Sophie says that the problem is that Wells already agreed to put up half the production costs, so Rucker volunteers all of it. And he'll have it to her by tomorrow. Sophie agrees she'll have the paperwork by tomorrow. And we cut to the office. Uh, to Rucker's office. Rucker's assistant apparently has a cousin from South Dakota who knows nothing about Wells or Elliot. And he tells this to Rucker. And his contact at the hotel says that the dad of the fighter in the beginning Mm -hmm. visited Wells, which is suspicious. So, he knows that they're trying to hustle him. He realises he's being set up. And he's decided to turn the tables. Have... Gosh darn it, my mouse is not scrolling. Oh, sorry. Have... When was the last time we had a con work without problems? Has that Um, ever happened? I feel like it has, but maybe I'm just imagining that. I mean... It's... uh, (laughs) It sometimes does go a bit awry, but this is the only time where they've really just, like, apart from maybe the bank shot job, where they've just actually failed at a con. Like, Hmm. and they've had to abandon it completely. Yeah. Because they do. They do abandon it completely. And, so, Elliot is in the gym. Ah, yeah. So, Sophie enters the gym the next morning, and they threaten her. They're just not bothering to put up any pretenses of pretending to be in, uh, not in the know on her scheme, and Nate and Elliot charge in. And they eventually work out, uh, figure out, well, articulate, that 
Rucker wants Elliot to still fight, but he wants him to lose to Tank. The team decides to leave, but Rucker says it'll be a shame when the Howarth's house catches on fire next month, or when in six months when Mark has a car crash. So they're threatening the clan. Yeah, they these we knew they weren't good people, but they keep not being good people. Yeah. And Elliot says he'll be fine, he'll he'll take the dive if Rucker lays off the family. So the team retreat, they regroup, they can't move the Howarths because home is a pretty significant to people thing to people mm-hmm. here. Elliot's just willing to take the dive, and Hardison protests. But at, apparently he's found something in the finances that might give some, like, help. But but uh, Elliot's like, no, we messed up, we lost, I'm doing this. And this is where I wrote, like, this is the best Elliot episode since the two-horse job. It just feels very meaningful. Mm. So, Elliot's training late, and Sophie comes up to him and says that he doesn't have to lose. And she talks about how this might impact him, like, mentally. Elliot says he'll be fine. They have a really nice heart-to-heart conversation here. Yeah, this is where I started turning around on on their dynamic this episode because you can tell she understands and she cares, and she more than she understands about the sport, she understands about Elliot, and she understands what this means for him, and she cares for him. Mm. We get to the fight night. Rucker checks in with his assistant. And he's managed to bet on the match in Tank's favour. Apparently, no one local would take his bet, so he had to split it out over a bunch of guys online. And he's betting basically everything he has on Elliot taking the dive. He calls over Tank and tells him not to go easy on this guy, just knock him out as soon as he can. And we cut to Elliot getting water sprayed into his mouth by Nate. Which will definitely never come back bef- back again. This one shot is definitely just there to set yeah, the scene. Nothing to worry about. This, will, that we're, this is super safe. It's safer than a vitamin box. Uh, vitamin... Uh, Bottle, keep twisting, Junior. All you get is clicks. Just before the fight, Rucker checks in with Sophie to make sure Elliot knows to go down. Nate tells Elliot to not let it go past the second round, but not to make it look too good of a win. Yeah, because that's that's what he said. Like, make it look realistic, so... Give the customer what he wants. The fight starts, and Elliot starts taking a couple of hits... And then he tackles back and starts making his own punches. Ruck is annoyed that Elliot's putting up a fight, but Sophie says she told Elliot, he told Elliot to make it look good. Elliot gets kicked off and pummeled against the corner. Tank flips him, and we see Elliot start getting woozy. 
Nate checks his bottle of water. And Sophie accuses Rucker of drugging Elliot. Parker shouts, why? Why? Mm-hmm. But Rucker just doesn't trust them to take to keep their Yeah, and he admits to the drugging. But this is not good. According to Sophie... Well, Sophie sends Parker to get a, to get a medic. Mm-hmm. And then she explains that Elliot isn't like other fighters. He fights to survive. Every second of the fight, he has to restrain himself. And now he's got, doesn't have the consciousness, consciousness necessary to do that. You drugged him, didn't you? You already said he'd go down. What makes you think I would trust a bunch of lying grifters to keep their word? Get the doctor, Parker, now. No need, it'll be over in a couple of minutes. You don't get it, do you? Elliot's not like other fighters. He doesn't play games. He fights to survive. That's his training. Break it up! It takes all his control not to kill somebody. You've just made him more dangerous. You've taken the safety off the gun. He's taken the safety off the so gun. So this was when I was like, this is this is cheesy. That's a cheesy line. You took the safety off the gun, but it works, and I like it, but it's very cheesy. I, oh, yep. Hang on. You Can you hear me? For a second there. Uh, yep. all, all I was saying is yep, that this, this was the part where I was like, okay, this is... This feels like it should be super cheesy, but I care, and it works. Like, the line, you took the safety of the gun out of the gun, feels, in paper, like a cheesy line, but it works here. Yeah, it's really, really almost like, I felt actual fear. When Elliot start, started going, yeah, it's disturbing. It's kind of disturbing. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, this isn't good. And Elliot grips Tank, and the refs have to force him off. The medic comes up to Tank and subtly injects him with something and starts chest compressions. And, but it's not going to help. Tank is dead. So he's got to call the police. Rucker panics and goes to, quote, call the commission. Mm-hmm. The athletic commission. But he's, yeah. But he's really just stuffing a bag with cash. So what I like here is that we've talked about this before in season one. Elliot kills people. He's killed people on the show before. So, we know he's capable of killing someone. Now, now this yeah. this feels different because they were in a, in a sporting match. Regardless if the other person would have killed him, this does feel different than just someone has a gun and Elliot kills them in self-defense. You know? 
I don't know if it hmm. should. I I don't know how how I feel about that. Uh, I just know it feels different. And I actually really like how they're kind of almost medium with the killing with at least one mm-hmm. character. Because so often it's either characters have a 100% no kills yeah. rate, or they're cool anti-heroes who kill literally everyone they go up mm-hmm. against. And it's actually nice to see a character where that isn't an absolute. Yeah. And, and like, I think, I can't remember, but I feel like Parker has killed people... Or at least been complicit to the murder of people. Uh, I mean, there was the whole burning houses down, but it feels like everyone has for. There's no absolutes. It it feels like hmm. it. Maybe this is wrong, but it feels like this is not a group that would go. No, killing is the line that I will not cross. It's like, no, yeah, sometimes people are trying to kill you, and the only way to get out of it is kill them back. Yeah. Which is an interesting position. I just want to... Yeah. I just want to draw attention to this part in the fight where Elliot basically turns the fight around. It's sort of a weird camera effect. They've They've almost got it... Oh, it's so difficult to explain. He's like seems to move a lot faster than what looks mm-hmm. possible. Yeah. Like... I yeah. I don't know if they're speeding up the footage, or... There's this trick that they do in movies where they make people go super slow. Like, they'll have everyone else in the background acting normal. Uh, no, no. They'll have everyone else in the background acting slow, and then they'll have the the person that's supposed to be going fast going at normal speed, and then they'll speed up the footage so that it looks like the person who's going at normal speed's just going crazy. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, going uh, mm-hmm. wild uh, with it. Yeah. So, so... Apparently, this fight was unsanctioned and uninsured, and Rucker could be on the hook f- on the hook for millions of dollars worth of fines and a manslaughter charge for organizing it. The team are by the ring, and Parker confirms that Rucker's truck has driven Who off. Who would have guessed? Underground illegal fighting is illegal. Yeah, she's planted the GPS transmitter on his car. Hardison pulls out his phone and confirms that Rucker is headed to the Iowa border. And Nate asks if Tank is coming around soon. And the medic confirms that, yeah, just a few minutes. And we see Jack Howarth, the Mark's father, the client, comes around the ring and he's confused. Apparently the team just discovered the drugged bottle before the fight. They switched it out. Jared Rucker isn't the most imaginative sort of person, so they wouldn't put him it past him to try the same trick twice. And Jack is stunned, stunned that John the Medic was in on it as well. The family. Yeah. Yeah. And Hardison says the Iowa police 
have just been told a, a fugitive is on his way across state lines with a big bag of cash. And with Rucker doing the same thing with a big bag of cash, it won't look so good, especially with the big surprise in his trunk. And we cut to a flashback with Parker in a combination music and gun shop. And she has the $6,000 that Nate made on the golf. She needs $6,000 worth of guns and one of those. America. Yep. Just any random person can walk into a gun shop and get any amount of guns. It depends based on state and honestly it's really just based on state and then there's sometimes loopholes and gun shows but it's not good it's not i'm not going to defend it it's not it's not a good system nah so we see rucker being arrested by the Iowa state police with a bag of cash, a bunch of guns in his boot, and also a saxophone. It's, you know, the most dangerous weapon of all. The saxophone. Well, smooth jazz. We see, um, so, Nate says the IRS is Wait. on its way. And this is the Erwin second- Shyster is yep. on his way? <laughs> Is the million dollar man with him? Okay, I'll stop. Continue. No, it's the... Gosh dang it. What was it from Internal? the small job? Um, oh, yeah. I thought you were asking me for solutions? the real thing. Yes. In other words, delicious. Internal revenue yes. source. Yeah. Is on its way, and all the money that Rucker gets on the fight is cash, and Shocker, he wasn't great at reporting all of it. And we flash back to Hardison trying to figure out how much he would get from, from Elliot. For what, how much he could get Elliot to say he owed Wells. So, Rucker isn't coming back. And he doesn't have anything, because he bet literally the whole house on Tank. With gambling at gambling sites that the team have made up themselves. So they now own the building. So that's the con done. And Nate explains that now the ownership of this place is up in the air. Yeah. And so Elliot offers the place to Mark. He knows the sport, even if he won't play again. And he knows what it's like to be in the ring. He'll he'll treat the the fighters with respect and dignity because he's been one himself so that's 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 the yeah. logic they seem to have like hey you're gonna care for them because you've been there, you've been there yeah and it's good to see something like that like yeah I think it's good to see yeah. something like no, that definitely. okay so what did you think of this episode uh, last thing uh, the last shot of the episode is uh, Sophie eating pork rinds, and I love pork rinds, both the American and the Mexican chicharron version. They're very good. Cool. Uh, It's a good episode. Best episode of the season for a season with two episodes. I wasn't super sold on last week's episode, 
this is really good. Yeah. This this makes me excited to see what else the show has uh, under its sleeve. Uh, Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's gonna look to be a good season. Yeah, if we get more episodes of this than, like, the the first episode, which I think it was just they were trying to do the pilot again, and that was a problem. Um, yeah, yeah. And the pilot was already really good, so I I think, I hope it's all going to be episodes uh, around this quality. And if so, then good stuff. So we just have one dot point of trivia okay. today would sure. you like to read it this episode takes place in nebraska however the gps in hodge's cell phone shows the target heading towards i-20 despite that the ah, despite the fact that i-20 does not run through nebraska nor any neighboring states does the i-20 run through texas i-20 or am I getting it confused? Yeah, the the Interstate Twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes from the yeah. It, it runs through Texas. I've cool. I've I've been on it. That's so, why it sounded familiar. Ah, uh, yeah. So on to questions. If you have a question, you can reach us at letssteelapodcast.tumblr.com. We have no non-bot followers except for me on there. (laughs) And if you'd like to contact us, that's a way. But you can also find us at letssteelapodcast.gmail at gmail.com. We are also on... At Let's Steelcast on Twitter. So, uh, I posted question posts all over the internet. And on the Discord, Pidmon, Jasmine slash Pid, she, hers, says... Hey, Jazz! So, which which of the team would do the... If you take NyQuil and date Quill, you just get Quill all the time, all the time, meme, and end up in hospital. Mm. Also... Who brings Parker flowers for her next hospital visit? I was going to say Parker, so... And we... Everyone, but also we know the show wants it to be... And you know what? Friends can bring each other flowers. I want want Parker and Harrison to be friends. And friends can bring each other flowers. It doesn't have to be romantic. Flowers don't have to be romantic. Get a friend of yours flowers. I'm looking up language of doesn't flowers have to be romantic. Get well, get well soon, flowers. Okay, okay. So get well soon, flowers. Basic etiquette. Uh timing message flowers. Uh an example are daisies, okay. peonies. Pansies or hydrangeas. And I'm looking up friendship. I get the feeling daisies would be friendship as well, but language of flowers. No, I don't want to subscribe <laughs> to your thing. 
Join their newsletter. All right. Um, uh, yellow roses. Yellow okay, roses. Yellow roses. Yep. Um, hello. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Uh, means. Yes, oh, I can he hear said you. although, hello. not hello. Sorry. <laughs> no, aloe, as in aloe okay. vera. <laughs> means healing, protection, and affection. Uh, have you have you seen aloe vera? My, I. I feel that's a very Mexican thing, but maybe not. My gram, both of my grandmas in Mexico had uh, aloe vera plants in their gardens. Both my not yet. What? We've we've got aloe vera. Okay, here. so it might just be a person thing, not not a Mexican person thing. But I I associate it with my grandma a lot, with both my mm. abuela and. My other grandma, who refused to be called Abuela because that meant she was old, so she asked everyone to call her Mama Chulita, which roughly translates to Pretty Mama. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Uh, they, they have both passed. Uh, that's a lie. I am lying. Only one of them has passed. I was thinking about my grandparents. My grand, like, the male grandfathers. Who have passed? My, I still, my abuela is still alive. I shouldn't go off killing okay. her. Hey, welcome to Tangent Central. I'm here to give you some tangents. All right. Uh, from the Twitter, from at Teens with Tude. Hello, Teens with Tude. Hey, Zach. You uh, should get your own Twitter account. Fellow podcast of Audio Entropy, who is your favorite Disney Channel diva? Lizzie McGuire or Lizzie, Lizzie McGuire, Hannah Montana. Um, yeah, uh, I think we might have covered this, but um, uh, uh, who was Demi? De- Demi, Demi Lovato? Demi Lovato, yeah. Yeah, she's she's my favorite. Uh, hmm. I don't know, because, you know, everyone's problematic. Uh <laughs> Uh, Selena is good. Ariana is... is I, li- I like Ariana Grande's music. Uh, oh, Ariana Grande. Yeah, her yeah. too. Her too. Um, I, I mm. like... Uh, I like... Uh, Hilary uh, Duff, Lindsay McGuire. Uh, I like her stuff post uh, Disney Channel. Stuff she's fine. She's in an episode of Community, and she's good there. Uh, she wasn't Gossip Girl for a bit, uh, which is a show with a lot of problems. We won't get into today. Um, and uh, Miley Cyrus is not bad. I like her more musically than than TV show wise. Yeah, if you'd like other talk about Disney Channel yeah. divas. Go listen to D Comedy. So at the Moon Rules, at the Moon Rules, hi the Moon Rules hey, asks, hi, would you rather watch a fight go the distance or end a few rounds with a KO? Um, I, I'm not sure. My ideal MMA. We're we're talking MMA. I assume we're talking MMA UFC. Because of um, the episode. If we're talking UFC, I wanted to be a one-round fight. And I wanted 
to be to uh, an impressive submission in the first round. Kind of like what I showed you with Asuka, but in an MMA fight, which has happened. Just like, go for a punch, they go for a punch, miss, miss, take down, cool submission, taps out before anyone can get hurt, call it a day. Cool. Um, yeah, I don't really know. I don't generally watch, like, UFC or MMA stuff. Yeah. That's fair. Also from The Moon Rules... What's the second sweetest science? I'm guessing this is because the sweetest science is the science of candy making. Uh, But the second sweetest science would probably be biology. Because that contains, generally, a lot of sugar. Yeah. uh, Also because I'm a biologist. (laughs) Don't at me. uh, I believe... Boxing is called the sweetest science, uh, which is a is, oh. is a good name. Uh, it's a shouldn't it be called the salty eh, science? Like because sweat is. Salty. I think it's called sweet, as in like sweet neat. I I don't know. People use words sometimes. I still have trouble understanding what words mean. Uh, what would be the sweetest science? I don't know. Let's just say wrestling. I like wrestling. It's it's a science and a performance art. So, um, recommendations. Do you have a recommendation this week? Ooh! No, no, that's not my Mickey voice. I lost it. I lost my Mickey voice. Um, Gorf? No, wait, that's, that's goofy. No. Uh, Gorsh? I won't even try Donald because every time I try Donald, it sounds like a demon is coming out of me. Uh, so I will not do that. Uh, oh, God. Satanás, no. Vete, Satanás. Uh, I have to go get some salt. So, I'm... Talking about Kingdom Hearts two weeks in a row because I caught up with got it memorized uh, last week and this week I binged all of Kingdom Smarts, another Kingdom Hearts podcast. So if the idea of a Kingdom Hearts podcast interests you, but you're like, I know nothing of the series. And I don't want to listen to a show where people who know things of the show are going to be talking about them. I want to come in clean. Then Kingdom Smarts is the show for you. Or if you just want to listen to Shannon uh, try to explain as much about Kingdom Hearts to Jake in 30 minutes at a time. That's also really good. I recommend it whether you're a fan of uh, Kingdom Hearts or not. Uh, especially if you're a fan, if you already know the show, uh, if you already know the series and you just want to see the reactions, skip to like the end of Kingdom Hearts 1. Right now they're starting Kingdom Hearts 2, uh, the third game in, in the series. Uh, and so skip to the near the end around Hollow Bastion and onwards. Because that's when all the big reveals start happening, and just hearing Jake lucid over how how 
wild Kingdom Hearts can go is fantastic. So, my recommendation for this week is Kingdom Smarts. Cool. My recommendation for this week is the YouTube channel Nana825763, or more specifically, their series Piro Pito First Playthrough of Minecraft. Mm. And it's this Japanese guy, he's talking in a very calm voice, he's playing through Minecraft for the first time, it's really nice, it's super calming, I has subs on all the videos and like, like a, I guess, translator note sort of thing. Okay. Like, um, I now know that Nanekore means what's this? What's this? Yeah, it's super nice. He's up to about 80, 80 episodes of about 15 minute lengths. Mm-hmm. That sounds fun. Really I nice. might, that sounds chill. I might uh, look it up and listen to that uh, while I grind stuff in, uh, in, in the good old Final Fantasy fourteen mines. Uh, for people who care, my Final Fantasy fourteen update... I I am currently working on both Samurai and Astrologian, trying to get those to 70. Samurai is really good. Astrologian is fun to play. Uh, that has been my update. I'm sorry for hijacking your recommendation, Cassidy. Ah, that's fine. I was finished. <laughs> so, next week, we are watching the Order 23 job. Okay, okay, okay. I know nothing about this. So, Order 23, it could be a restaurant order, you know, or, or I think I got it, I think I figured it out, Order 23, isn't that the thing from the Star Wars movies where all the, the clones became evil? So, we're stealing George Lucas. No, that was Order 66. Are you sure? I think it's 23. I'm, I am sure. But I will tell Agree you... Agree to disagree. Is, I will tell you that it is one of my favorite episodes of the series going back in. Okay, that's... That, like, honestly, that makes me super excited to watch this. And it may be sort of a... I guess redo of a con we've already seen, but done quite a bit differently. Okay, that sounds super interesting. So, uh... Color me excited. Okay. As always, we can be found on audioentropy.com as we are an audio entropy podcast. Um, if you like teenagers in tightly covered clothing fighting monsters, you can listen to Teenagers with Attitude. Uh, War and Beast, the Beast Wars Beast Machines rewatch podcast, is coming to an mm-hmm. end. I'm not sure what the hosts are doing. After it, but uh, we'll just have to wait. We'll and have see. to wait and see. I think everyone has different projects. Uh, I am still making my way through. Let me tell you about Homestuck uh, Alpha uh, for the second time. Uh, I'm near. I'm I'm near nearing Act Seven. I'm in Act Six, then the second half of Act Six. So um, I'm seeing the end, the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, Homestuck gets kind of bad at one point, 
But let me tell you about Homestuck. Never gets bad. You can listen to that and not the entropy because they'll be like, hey, Homestuck's bad here. And they'll talk about it. Honestly, I still think the best way to consume the story and the good parts of Homestuck is through Let Me Tell You About Homestuck where they will not only voice act uh, everything really, really good and they include music and special effects. But uh, in addition to that, they include commentary which can give you, if you've never uh, read the, the comic book, can give you context of what was going on at the time or how people reacted to certain things. It's really good. Uh, it Honestly, every time I listen to it, I find new things I enjoy about Let Me Tell You About Homestuck. Cool. So, you can find me at What Is Cosplay on Twitter. You can find me at uh, Frankie Extra on Twitter. Uh, oh, and also, I was forgetting, if you have uh, a couple of extra dollars and you want to support the site... Uh, you can go over to audioentropy.com, click on the donate and button. Uh, yep, click the donut click button. Click the donut button. It's not for donuts. It's to help the site. Uh, we, It's just uh, none of that money goes to us. It's just to keep the site going. So if you, you know, got a dollar you want to throw over here, if you enjoy any of the shows, uh, everyone would uh, greatly appreciate it. Also, until next time, anything we've forgotten yet? Uh, Have we forgotten to do anything? No, we we say the thing we're going to steal, we, we do the plugs, we do our things, you're Cassidy, I'm Frankie, you know where to find us, you know where to find the show... Uh, keep spot. No, that's not it. Uh, may uh, the power protect you. No, also not it. Uh, what's what's our sign off? It's Age of the Geek, baby. Thanks for listening. <laughs>